الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سابقوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم وجنة عرضها كأرض السماء والأرض أعدت للذين آمنوا بالله ورسله قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب من الذنب كمن لا ذنب له أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected of my kiram, brothers and elders. <coughs> Last week we had discussed at another venue some of the virtues of the month of Muharram and then in particular the 10th of Muharram, the day of Ashura and other related aspects. The commencement of the Islamic calendar and its association with the Hijra. So some of these things that we discussed last week, very briefly just to refresh some of those aspects because that virtue is to be taken now. So just to refresh it, especially in terms of the day of Ashura. That in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah has encouraged the fasting on this day. In one Hadith it is mentioned, that one of the Sahaba asked Rasulullah about the virtue of fasting on the day of Ashura. So Rasulullah replied and said, That is equivalent to the fast of one year. This is the virtue that Nabi described. And then, in another hadith, it is related that this becomes a compensation for the sins of the year that has passed. Together with that is the virtue of being generous upon one's family on the day of Ashura, the 10th of Muharram. The hadith Rasulullah says that the one who is generous upon his family on the day of Ashura, then Allah Ta'ala will be generous upon him throughout the year. The entire year Allah Ta'ala will shower his generosity upon him. Now these are very great virtues which we should try to take the benefit of it. It's not farz, it's not wajib to fast on the day of Ashura, it's a nafil fast. But the rewards and the benefits are very great. And this is what a mu'min is always trying to do, to try and maximize the benefits of akhirat. Generally the focus of many a person is dunya, how to maximize dunya maximize the profits of dunya, maximize the wealth of dunya. A mu'min earns dunya, but his focus is in order to how to maximize akhirat. So Allah Ta'ala has created these opportunities to give this mu'min this chance to maximize akhirat. And in any case, we are all in a race. That is why in many ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives us the encouragement in that same manner. سَابِقُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا كَأَرْضِ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ 
sabiqu compete now one is competing with one another that who can do better in terms of getting more of the akhirat but at the same time there is a that do it in haste do it quickly meaning don't waste time like in another ayat allah tala says sari'u ila maghfiratim sari'u ila maghfiratim rabbikum wa jannatin arduha samawati wal ard uiddat lil muttaqin hasten one is the competition between one another the other is we are competing against time because our timeline is already drawn we is finishing off and before a person reaches that end of that timeline in dunya that is the opportunity he has to maximize the akhirat but the point is that one person is going or undertaking some project and or he's gone on some contract somewhere and now he has a timeline that he's got a 5 year contract so now he's got 5 years so now maybe day 1 and first month he says well okay take it easy now get used to what's going on then next month we'll get going little bit because he's got 5 years still he's got a 5 year contract but in dunya we don't know what is the contract timeline and allah knows best whether it's tomorrow or whether it's tonight So when these opportunities come a mu'min he tries to grab the maximum Shaitan on the other hand tries to keep the mu'min away from it in many ways among the ways is this procrastination tomorrow later one very pious person was on his deathbed now he's on his deathbed very pious person very learned person so people were now sitting around so somebody said to him that give some advice parting advice wasiyat now a person who is of that caliber that knowledge that insight and then he's lived life maybe 70 80 years of life he's seen and he's seen all the ups and downs of how people have who have progressed who got left behind who made it who failed he's seen all this now such a person who's seen life and then in the heart he has the fear of allah taala he's lived his life in a correct way he has knowledge obviously such a person in this last moment of life he is not going to talk something out of line something just futile something without any real meaning and significance such a person every word every letter that he is going to utter at such a time is going to be something to latch on to to take to heart now they asked him that give us some advice ausina so this person now he's on his deathbed it's obvious now he's a mehman now it might be any time today tomorrow yesterday any time So when they asked him give some advice he gave the whole advice in two words in two words he summed up everything he said uhduru sawfa uhduru sawfa uhduru means beware and sawfa in arabic sawfa when a person is going to do something soon sawfa soon just now so in other words this procrastination beware of this procrastination Now in this two words he gave his whole wasiyat. 
This is a parting advice of a person of deep insight, knowledge, piety, who lived life, seen the ups and downs. Now he's summing up everything in two words. That if you really want to make it, you want to move ahead, then don't delay it for tomorrow. Tomorrow might not come. This is how shaitan derails a person sometimes. Or keeps him deprived at least. That he keeps making him procrastinate. Tomorrow, later, next time. One week's time. Whereas those who were very, very eager to get there, and they were conscious of this competition with time. We don't know when our timeline is going to finish off. Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to emphasize this on the Sahaba Ikram, Nabi Islam gave an example and he drew a sketch on the sand to explain what the example is all about. Nabi Islam drew on box. And then from the bottom line, he drew one line in the middle going all the way up past the line above, going straight out. So the box is finishing over at a certain point, but the line from the middle is going past it. And then on the side, several smaller lines coming from both sides, towards that middle line. After having drawn this, Nabi Islam now explained that this box, this is the life of insan. This is where he finishes off. This is the roof. When he gets to this point, this life is over. But this middle line that is going right through, like going through the roof, these are his hopes. His, the roof of his life is here, but his hopes are right up. Just that he is not aware when this, where this roof is. So he is planning for another 50 years, 100 years, 200 years. His hopes are right way beyond. And then from both sides, there are all the time some challenges, some calamities, some problems that are all the time facing him. He misses one, he gets caught by the next one. He misses the next one, the third one is about to get him. And if nothing gets him, Allah Ta'ala's fazal, he gets protected and saved. There's no way he can go past that line of life. When death comes, the time of death is appointed, then he will have to go. So now that is the roof, that is the limit. Now before that time comes, he's got the opportunity to maximize the akhirat. And in order to help him maximize, Allah Ta'ala gives us his opportunities. Out of his grace and mercy. Maximizing one in terms of the good deeds, the amal. But together with that, the grace of Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala gives us his opportunities to reflect and to repent. So that we can also cleanse ourselves. Because a person is going for a very important meeting, he doesn't only take all his presentation, he cleans himself out, he presents himself very well. He doesn't say, well, the whole thing is a business meeting. What about me? I don't bother. But all that's external. Allah Ta'ala is seeing our inside. Allah Ta'ala is seeing our hearts. Allah Ta'ala wants us that the day we reach Him, we come with a clean heart. We come with a clean record. So Allah Ta'ala gives us these opportunities repeatedly. Person fasts on the day of Ashura, yukaffiru sanat al-madiyah. It compensates for the sins of the past year. One fast of Muharram equivalent to 30 fasts. Each fast equivalent to 30 fasts. The 10th of Muharram, Nabi Islam says, Dhaka sawmu sanatin. Equivalent to the fast of one year. All these virtues that my banda must take the maximum. And 
he must also make tawbah and he must also get his sins forgiven. So these opportunities Allah Ta'ala is giving us. But then shaitan, this procrastination, shaitan comes in with this procrastination. So this pious person now was asked and he gave this advice. Uhduru sofa. Just beware of this sofa. Later, tomorrow, next time. Then that procrastination itself becomes a habit. Everything gets procrastinated. That habit then now takes over. One father wanted to teach his son a lesson in life. So he brought one bottle and inside the bottle was a was an orange, one fruit, orange or whatever. Now he's showing him this, how this young boy is looking at it and he's amazed. How did this orange get inside? Because the bottle has got a very narrow neck and now the orange is big inside, you can't take it out now. But how it got into Sadovat? So he's trying to figure it out, but it's just not making sense. How did this get in? So now when he failed to figure it out and he's completely baffled, so then the father took him to the garden and took another empty bottle and then from that orange tree there was one little small twig that was bearing one flower. He took it and put it into the bottle and he fixed the bottle. They tied it up with something along the branch. So now that bottle is there with this small little branch with that flower bringing twig going into the bottle. After a short while, it started, one, two days later, that started, the fruit started coming. Now the fruit is growing inside the bottle. And after a while, it grew bigger. Now eventually the fruit grew full inside the bottle. Now the boy came and he saw again, now he realized how it happened. It wasn't that whole big orange that went into the bottle. It was that flower that went in. That flower that went in, and then that, in that bottle that fruit grew, now you can't take it out. So the father now gave him that lesson. That these habits, they don't happen overnight. When it seems insignificant, that's a time now. If this flower went inside the bottle, what's a big deal about it? It seemed insignificant. So it was put into the bottle. But now when it became a fruit, now you have to take that orange out, you can't take it out. So likewise, his habits now grow within the person. Now and to take it out, it becomes too difficult. Now he needs something to cut it open. He'll have to somehow cut that bottle open, depending what kind of bottle that is. It's a glass bottle, it'll break. You're going to have to have a big problem mending it again. So now it's going to be a big operation involved in getting it out. So that is the lesson here that this procrastination then becomes the habit. Imam Ghazali says procrastination it results in many things. Among the things it results in it makes a person stop righteousness. It deprives him of righteousness. Now there is a chance now to do something good says later. Later the time didn't come. Uh, he was sitting free, the thought came in his mind, make some tasbih now, recite some Quran Sharif, you didn't read Quran Sharif the whole day, okay just now, no, mashallah I must do it, but just now, a little while later, after one hour, after one hour, after ten minutes already got too busy with something else, he forgot about it. Now, when the time was there, 
the opportunity was there shaitan now uses his procrastination procrastination to now deprive him of that amal so one is that he starts getting deprived of righteousness the second is he starts procrastinating toba itself one is he's not doing the good then he starts procrastinating toba now he was involved in some wrong he should at least repent from that okay now tomorrow very important i must make toba this is a very very serious thing i'm involved in i must give it up tomorrow i'm going to make toba tomorrow is another day why not now why on tomorrow now that's shaitan's way mawazari rahmatullah explaining shaitan now makes him start procrastinating toba so one is now he is not taking the advantage of time and the occasions to do righteous deeds to maximize the akhirat and on the other hand he is now procrastinating toba also so then what becomes the result of these two things on the one side now because he is getting deprived of righteousness there isn't a vacuum ever it's one thing or another it won't be a vacuum it's neither this nor that It doesn't happen like that so now when he created this uh completely deprived himself of this righteousness the greed for dunya is created in his heart and he becomes immersed in dunya this depends now how much of this he deprived himself of the righteousness in place of that greed of dunya takes over and the involvement in dunya gets more and more and then together with that when this happens then qaswatul qalb or nisyanul akhirah then this results in the hardening of his heart and he forgets akhirat because now his heart is only occupied in dunya so as long as the dunya seems to be rolling everything is fine whether the akhirat is getting harmed getting destroyed that is the furthest thing away from his mind and where it started off from it started off from that procrastination procrastinating in good deeds procrastinating then in toba and then that results in all these serious issues so allah taala gives us these opportunities to reflect to come back to become conscious of allah taala not to deprive ourselves because sins itself becomes a means of deprivation so allah taala is giving us opportunity get yourself forgiven you don't get deprived in the dua one of the duas that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us and this is a dua that we should make regularly allahumma arhamni bi tarkil maasi wa la tushqini bi maasiyatik allahumma arhamni bi tarkil maasi ya allah have mercy on me by enabling me to give up sin that is the greatest rahmat when somebody gives us dua allah taala have mercy on you we waiting now when the check might just come from nowhere because that's the only form of rahmat that we can imagine rahmat will come in any form that too it comes in a halal tayyib way that too is rahmat if some halal tayyib ni'mat of allah taala comes in the form of some material thing also that too is rahmat but the greater rahmat there cannot be a greater rahmat than that which nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is making dua for and the greater rahmat nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is masoom he is sinless he is teaching us 
that how much we need this rahmat. There's nothing greater than this rahmat. Allahumma rahamni bitarkil maasi. Ya Allah, have mercy on me by saving me from sin, enabling me to give up sin. Now, this is the one part. This is the greatest rahmat. Because this rahmat when it comes and a person gets saved from sin, that opens the doors of dunya and akhirat for him. Allahumma rahamni bitarkil maasi. And then the second part of the dua. وَلَا تُشْقِنِي بِمَعْسِيَتِكَ Allah, don't make me become deprived due to sinning against you. That by sinning against Allah Ta'ala, by breaking the commands of Allah Ta'ala, violating the laws of Allah Ta'ala, this results in a person becoming mahroom, becoming deprived of many good things, many great things in dunya and in akhirat. وَلَا تُشْقِنِي بِمَعْسِيَتِكَ Allah, save me from becoming deprived due to sinning. Because this becomes a means of a person now. Many a person, mashallah, was engaged in all his mamulad regularly, making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif daily, and making his tasbihat and dhikr, and engaging in efforts of deen. So many things a person, mashallah, was very punctual on. He says, well, I just got caught up in something. I started, got addicted to looking at some filth on the phone. And then one by one, everything stopped. First the zikr went, then the tilawat went, then even the namaz with jamaat went. And then when namaz with jamaat went, so I wasn't in the masjid obviously. So all the other things that I was getting occupied in, the work of deen, etc. in the masjid, all that too went. Where it started off from? Now this is what Nabi Islam is warning us. In this dua is this warning. That look, avoid this getting caught up in the sin, because this becomes a means of this mahrumi. Now the person got caught up on this haram. Now there's the, he, that too is Allah's favor upon him, he saw the link. He saw how this resulted in that. So it opened his eyes. It opened his eyes and became a means of him coming back. So outwardly it just seemed, well okay, something, we did something, we're doing that too, we're doing this too now, inshallah we'll carry on. But one thing, these are two things that are completely opposite to each other. They won't go hand in hand. One will overtake the other somewhere. That sin will overcome the righteousness. That sin is poison. All the nawafil, etc. This is like a person having some very, very nutritious food, some tonics and whatever else. So mashallah, that will give him a lot of strength. But poison is poison. Poison will overcome all the tonic. Poison will destroy the benefit of all that good. So mashallah, he'll get the sawab of that. But the effect that that sin will have on him, this will end up going, taking him in a different direction. And therefore, Nabi Islam made another dua. Nabi Islam taught us this dua. Allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna khatayaya kama ba'adta bayna al-mashriqi wal-maghrib. Allah, distance me from my sins. Like the distance between the east and the west. Because if I'm going to be anywhere close to these sins, then this is going to become a problem. It's going to deprive me. It's going to take me away from every good. Good of dunya, good of akhirat obviously. So Allah keep me far away. And ba'id baini. This is an Arabic uh, discussion that this is from a specific scale, mufa'ala, where there is something that happens from both sides. As if this is being 
requested from Allah Ta'ala, being begged of Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you take me far away from the sins, take the sins also far away from me. If I'm going in one direction, the sins must be going in a different direction. So even I'm going away from the sin, the sin is going away from me also. So even if I ever decide to turn, take a U-turn, that is still running away from me. So I don't even have a chance of getting close to it. Sometimes a person, shaitan, puts that in his mind, in his heart, that I lost out. Sometimes something, he got saved from a situation. Uh, he got saved with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. Allahumma rahamni bi tarkil maasi. Allah Ta'ala had raham on him at that time. Under the shade of that mercy of Allah Ta'ala, he got saved. No achievement of any person. And nobody can ever day claim any achievement for himself. And as soon as that kind of thought comes that I have done something, it is my uh, doing or something that this is my righteousness, then Allah forbid that is a very, very dangerous moment. One person wrote to Hazrat Muhammad Masihullah Sahib Rahmatullahi that I have made a lot of effort, Alhamdulillah, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, I've made a lot of effort to try and improve my salah. And all the various advices that have been given over time about how to improve the salah and how to uh, create that khushu and khudu and that complete devotion and concentration and how to make that salah real salah, I've tried and done a lot. But despite all this effort, every time I perform salah, I still feel that it is still nowhere. So in other words, have I gone anywhere? Have I, is anything been achieved still? Hazrat replied, mashallah, to think in that way that you have not managed to do anything yet in terms of getting somewhere in terms of the salah, that thought itself is good, that's fine. Since the thing, the day that you will think that I have managed to perform my salah properly, and I've done it right, wo tumhare matam ka din hoga. That will be a day to mourn. That will be a day of mourning, that that day when you think, yes, now I've reached it. Now I've got somewhere. Ab to pounch gaye. The day a person thinks I've reached somewhere, that's the day he's reached in the clutches of shaitan. He has to be forever thinking and forever believing within himself. I have reached nowhere yet. I'm totally dependent on the mercy of Allah Ta'ala to forgive me and to take me ahead. And for one fraction of a second, I can't get anywhere. But... I have to do what Allah Ta'ala has commanded. Make the effort in that direction. Despite all that efforts, the best effort also, our intentions will be so weak, our effort will be so deficient, and despite all the other weaknesses in it, but when that effort is continuing in a dedicated manner, that effort is consistent, then despite all the deficiencies, all the weaknesses, but the person is doing the best he can, then when the time comes, for him to meet Allah Ta'ala in that one moment prior to death, Allah Ta'ala will transform all the deficiency into perfection. And he will meet Allah Ta'ala in a condition that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with him. But he was consistent. He did not, and if he slipped up somewhere, he made tawbah immediately. On the one hand, a person cannot be complacent, but Allah Ta'ala's mercy hasn't left us despondent either. No place for despondency. There's no place for complacency. And neither is there any despondency in the Hindu. The doors of the Rahmat of Allah are wide open.
But we can't be complacent that well tomorrow. That procrastination, that too is a problem. Despondency is also from shaitan. And that procrastination is also from shaitan. So we need to now move towards Allah wa ta'ala. Therefore in the other ayat Allah ta'ala also the same. Don't procrastinate. Fafirru ilallah. Flee towards Allah ta'ala. <coughs> that fleeing towards Allah ta'ala is not a very casual walk. Flee towards Allah ta'ala. So this is by taking the maximum advantage of all the opportunities Allah ta'ala gives us. To grab these opportunities with both hands and to make the full effort to try and maximize the akhirat. To break these habits that become barriers. This habit of procrastination. Oh Allah forbid the sin itself becomes a habit of a person. Because shaitan, when shaitan has now managed to drop a person in something, and he won't just let go just like that. He made a person taste some sin. So now that person, shaitan knows, okay, this is where I got him. He will repeatedly bring the person in the same direction. And he will make everything seem impossible not to, 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 that it's not possible to come out of this. Shaitan will make it look very bleak. But when he comes into the direction of the righteousness, into amal, to the extent that he will bring that noor in his heart, therefore Allah Ta'ala gives us his opportunities. Keep this one fast, one fast in Muharram, Tati fast, 10th of Ashura, this is a reward. The sins are being forgiven for the past year, the minor sins, and equivalent to one year's fasting. And so many other rewards. The forgiveness of Allah wa ta'ala comes as a result of fasting. So why? What is the benefit of all this? That it will now take the darkness away and bring light. Now when light comes, then a person realizes that how serious the darkness was. Things are understood in contrast. Day is only understood in contrast to night. If there was no such thing as night, a person won't know what day means. Now he knows, okay, this is what day means, this is what night means. Light and darkness is in contrast. Once the Khadim told him that I'm changing the sheet, the sheet that he used to use to cover himself, I'm putting this in the wash. He said, okay, fine, put it in the wash. So he asked, but what about the sheet that spread under? He said, no, that's fine, that's okay, leave that one for now. So he left it. He brought another fresh sheet now to cover. So when he brought that fresh sheet later, so I said, look, now I feel take this other sheet out also. Because now that this fresh sheet has come, the other one was looking fine, but in comparison to this one, this is completely clean and washed, fresh. So now this is completely white now. That is now showing off the other one is little dusty. So take the other one, do put it in the wash. <coughs> then he said, look, there's a very big lesson for us here. And this is the thing about the Ahlullah. Can you imagine now, one sheet came, another one went. If somebody asks us, take some lesson from this. So say, what lesson must take from this? Okay, maybe lesson, change the sheets every two days. <laughs> what other lesson are we going to take? See, there's a very big lesson here for us. See, when the fresh sheet came, completely white, clean, without any dust. Then in, when that came in, when that came alongside, now the darkness became apparent. Now the dust on the other sheet became apparent. And it became a cause of concern now that rather change it. But till this fresh sheet didn't come, till this light didn't come, the darkness wasn't even something that a person was conscious about. See, to the extent that noor will come in the heart, a person will become conscious of the darknesses within him.
the darknesses of that sin. And if he just stays without that noor coming in the heart, he just stays in that environment of sin. He just stays in that condition where he's sinning sin after sin. Then he'll become even oblivious of that darkness within him. He'll carry on like nothing's happening. And he might even wonder what people talk about, about this darkness in the heart and this becomes a means of depriving you. That realization also goes away. But when a person, that noor starts coming with righteousness, with amal, with toba, istighfar, with zikr, with tilawat, with making an effort for deen, now some noor came into the heart. That noor highlights the darkness. You can now see it in contrast. Now the person becomes concerned, I need to sort this out. So that becomes a means of now making an effort to clean, cleanse oneself. Like this became a means of cleansing the cheat. This becomes a means of cleansing oneself. So therefore... This is, these occasions come. Take this reward, bring this noor in. Bring this noor in, it will make you conscious of the darkness also. Which will become inshallah the means of making an effort to cleanse the heart out of all these darknesses. Allah wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we take the maximum benefit of all these opportunities that come. We try whatever is possible, how much is possible to engage ourselves in the ibadat of fasting etc. Together with that, the very important thing is that we turn to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala in sincere repentance, make sincere tawbah, istighfar, beg for our forgiveness, beg for the good of dunya and akhirat for ourselves, for the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. reported in the Hadith Sharif, the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamat. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of doing righteous deeds and staying away from sin and this becomes a means inshallah of him gaining this great honor on the day of Qiyamat. When saying La ilaha, bring to mind that all the ghayrullah, all the things that become an obstacle in getting closer to Allah Ta'ala all the sin, all the illicit things, all the darknesses of the heart, all this we have taken and thrown out completely. And one can imagine it coming out in an ugly and dark form and in a very dirty, filthy situation, everything is getting thrown away and his heart is getting cleansed completely and brightened. Illallah, this is a noor that is sitting in the heart and it is brightening the heart which is the love of Allah Ta'ala. Beside Duru Chalif. La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu 
ஒன்னா <laughs> ஒன்னு <laughs> 
whatever difficulties anybody is in, remove it with afiyat, ya Allah. Remove the grief, the sorrow, the t- tension, ya Allah. Remove the depression, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Grant happiness to the hearts, ya Allah. Grant itminan and sukoon in the hearts, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, fill our hearts with contentment, ya Allah. Fill our hearts with qanat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. All those who have passed away, make that complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Grant them the highest stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Allah, those of our parents who are living, ya Allah, give barakat in their lives, barakat in their health, ya Allah. Enable us to earn jannah through service to them, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, those of our parents who have passed away, ya Allah, make that complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Grant them the highest stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, give them a special place in Allah, illiyin, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, have mercy upon them as they had mercy upon us, ya Allah. Rabbi rahamhuma kama rabbayana sigara. Rabbi rahamhuma kama rabbayana sigara. Rabbi rahamhuma kama rabbayana sigara. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman e kamil, ya Allah. Take us on tawbatan nasuh, ya Allah. Take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Save us from death in a condition of sin, ya Allah. Save us from death in a place of sin, ya Allah. Save us from ever going to such places, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, let our death come in a time when we are in your obedience, ya Allah. When you are your ibadat, ya Allah. When out in your path, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Grant us the mouth of shahad. Grant us the moth of shahadat, ya Allah. In the city of your beloved Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, grant us the best of dunya and akhirat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those, ya Allah, who ask us to make dua for them, who are desirous to make dua for them, Allah, all those have raised their hands to this dua, ya Allah. You are the know of each one's needs, ya Allah. Fulfill each one's dies, needs from the ghayb, ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant us all, Ya Allah, the tawfiq of every righteousness, Ya Allah. Save us from all sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make us all your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with ikhlas, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of his mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of making amal on his mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. The istimad that is to take place, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Make it a means of every khair, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat spreading throughout the world, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of every person getting connected to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make it a means of all the fitna and fasad being dispelled, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa begged for, Ya Allah, grant us that good as well, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sought refuge from, Ya Allah, protect us also, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min شَرِّ مَسْتَعَاذَكَ مِنْهُ نَبِيُّكَ وَحَبِيبُكَ سَيِّدُنَا مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنْتَ الْمُسْتَعَانُ وَعَلَيْكَ الْبَلَاغُ وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ الْعَلِيِّ الْعَظِيمِ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى خَيْرِ خَلْقِهِ سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَآلِهِ وَصَحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ